Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my partner in podcasting sitting to my right, E-Man Bates. P.I.P., that is me, and we're back for episode 56. 56, and uh, you want to introduce our guest that we have in the studio tonight? Uh, absolutely. Sitting to my right, uh, somebody I actually knew for a few years now. Uh, we kind of ran back in contact at like recently with Joe Michel, no Beats and Brews alumni, mm-hmm. uh, Pat Polzin over here. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. No thanks problem, for being man. here, absolutely. man. Appreciate it. Um, that song that we started the podcast off uh, uh, this evening was Free National's new single, Featuring Chronics. That song is called Eternal Light. Uh, that should be on their upcoming project. Uh, they don't have a release date for it yet, but it should be coming out relatively soon. Um, if you're not familiar with Anderson Pock in the Free National, um, that is the band that's been around for Anderson Pock since the jump. They've been recording with him since uh, since he was a nobody sleeping on people's couches. So now that uh, he's popping, he's given his band uh, a turn to get back in. The light. And they had the first single that came out that had Mac Miller on it and Caliucci's. And then they put out another one. I forget who was on the second one. But they just have a bunch of guest vocalists instead of Anderson Pac that's going to be on their new album. So I think that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that's their new record. But anyways, how you fellas been doing? Uh, not too bad, man. Uh, just, you know, working, living, living a dream, somebody else's dream. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> How about yourself? Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I'm good. No complaints. <laughs> well, I'm glad you came on, man, because I want to hear something uh, some about your music and uh, a bit about your recording process and, 
your live performance aspect, but I guess we could start with um, talking about your new music. Um, you have a new single out, correct? Yep. Yeah, yeah. I got a new single. Uh, it just dropped on October 4th. Uh, it's called Like We're Broke. Mm-hmm. And so it's, a, it's, I would say a little, it's a lot more pop than my other music has been. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's cool. You know, um, I don't know, when we were talking about the direction the song was going in, we were saying like it's, it's sounding pretty pop. Uh-huh. Uh, but, you know, the song kind of went the way it had to go, and yeah. I'm happy with how it came out. Yeah. Well, I, I think people often talk about pop like it's a bad thing, like, like I don't know, with that, like it's a dirty word or something. Right. But to be honest, you know, I'm happy with how it came out. I like how it's sort of fun, and, and it's it doesn't take itself too seriously, which is the whole message of the song, really. Mm-hmm. So, And really, in the grand scheme of things, pop just means popular music. Right, <laughs> it's right. really just what's popping, and yeah, hip-hop yeah. is popular music right now. So, mm-hmm. I mean, hip-hop is pop right now, so... Um, I get what people, people have a context in which they describe things as poppy. I mean, I do it all the time, but I think people, what generally people mean by that is probably usually stuff that's maybe a little on the safer side or something that's more oriented towards a wider variety of people to listen to a bigger Mm -hmm. audience. You know what I mean? Something that's a broader horizon. So I don't know. I guess at least what I'd kind of describe it as. Right. Um, but yeah, what, um, so this is going to be the least thing. Do you have, do you have a name for the project or, um, uh, so there's no project as of right okay. now. All right. Uh, we've been talking about, uh, some of the stuff on what would work well together. Yeah. Uh, but as of right now, I just want to get a song out. I, um, uh, I guess this is a good time to tie this in. I, uh, started working with a publishing company called Agile Society. Uh-huh. Okay. And so basically all year we've been dropping singles. Uh, different different members of the team have been dropping singles. Mm-hmm. And so really, I was like, I, I just kind of itching to get one out. Yeah. You know? Well, that's what I was going to ask you too, because you kind of almost like, back in the day, you would always precursor. So this would be the single to the album, right? But mm-hmm. we're in such a different time now that I was going to even ask you, is there going to be a project to follow this? Or do you plan on just releasing, you know, song here, song there, or maybe put out like an EP or, because you know, it's like, really whatever you want to do nowadays i mean every right. it's, it's kind of you're limited have the whatever your approach about, yeah a lot of people been getting big just off of like a certain single and then release the album or like you're kind of doing it in reverse usually you do the album and then kind of built that interest and stuff like that but mm-hmm. in you know modern day technology since everybody has the power to record music now you can just put that hot single out there and just pop off so mm-hmm. yeah yeah i mean everybody's got their own approach though so. Not to mention the way that the masses consume music is most people that aren't like heads or nerds like ourselves that are super about music are going to the albums for the popular song. You know, they want to go hear that one fucking song or that two couple songs, you know, that they heard on the radio, you know, and and so they're not, they're going to put the rest of the album just on the hold anyways. So it makes sense to just release it and like bringing that back to what we were just playing that uh, free nationals, they haven't released an album date for it. I think this is their third or fourth single. They put out like one every like month or so. Gives it a little time to like people to sit with, you know, gain some momentum. And then they drop another one to keep you interested. You know what I mean? As long as you have something come out that keeps your name being talked about and relevant. I don't think it matters if it's a EP, a single or a Chris Brown like album that's got like 38 songs on it. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I feel like um, so a lot of the people in, in my team are definitely they have albums planned mm-hmm. and the singles are leading to the album yeah. uh with my stuff really I, I feel like i haven't i mean i've been doing this for i've been making music maybe since i was 16 so that 13 years mm-hmm. um i still feel like I, i'm kind of looking for my sound mm-hmm. and so 
really, I'm just, I'm like, let's put this out, see how it's received, see if people like it. Um, And then, you know, if I end up creating enough songs that have the same vibe to them, Mm -hmm. we'll do the album. But uh, honestly, that's, um, it's, it's not something I'm focused on right now. It's just, if it happens, it happens. Right. You know, if not. Let's still drop some stuff. Yeah, no, I, I like that approach too because I like what you said about how you're trying to find your sound. That makes sense to me and that actually, I appreciate that because um, I cannot stand when you go to put out an album and all it sounds like is just like a random collection of shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this album has like no direction, no like concept, like no nothing, you know? Like it's just uh, like a playlist of songs basically. So I, yeah. I, I'm with you on that. I like when a, an album is tied together and kind of like packaged in the right way like like a like a kendrick always does or a cole you know there's always usually a theme or some kind of something you know that goes with it so Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. i appreciate that i like that like you said with the um with the kind of streaming era now Mm -hmm. you don't have to you know back then the old model was release the single to sell the album now you kind of have the freedom to where you can drop a single and it doesn't have to do anything right it doesn't have to be a part of anything right and so yeah, no, I agree with that. When you have an album, it should be cohesive. Mm-hmm. It should be thought out. Yep. And you should have that solid project together. If I don't have a song or a group of songs that doesn't make sense mm-hmm. to drop as an album, it, it's kind of liberating with the streaming era that I don't have to drop that right. album, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I actually kind of to go back to what we were talking about before we started recording, how the three of us were talking about how Mike Posner on those last couple albums now has like caveated in the very beginning <laughs> like if you don't have the 56 minutes or whatever time length the album yeah, is don't, to just sit down tar- and listen come to back it, at a come different back time it's meant yeah. to be played in order and all together yeah. and i'm like yeah i appreciate it even though i'm not a huge mike posner fan but i appreciate that for sure yeah i mean he's a great songwriter and he's great. he's really focused great on musician. um you know people experiencing it the way he intended to which is mm-hmm. like you said it's really yeah. admirable yeah and like even like um we had um a singer-songwriter on here, Delia, a few weeks ago, and her one of her something olds was um, Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon. There's cuts on Dark Side of the Moon that wouldn't even make sense unless you listen to the album in order. <laughs> it would right. sound like you're starting a song in the middle of the shit, you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, yeah, man. I, I love concept projects like Me too, that, man. So, yeah. I, I love it, dude. I love it. I love when I can just close my eyes to the music and I can, like, picture the movie in my head. You yep. know what I mean? That's my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's my absolute favorite. But um, anyways... Moving along, um, before we get to um, the beer and something old, something new, I wanted to get to the happy birthdays for this week. Happy um, birthday! And I'm on episode 55 on my phone, which is not it, because that would have been last week's birthdays. <laughs> um, no, today, though, we had a couple that I noticed. Um, Tito Jackson from the Jackson okay. 5. Mm-hmm. Uh, his birthday is today, so shout out to Tito Jackson, Indiana Zone, Motown Zone. Um, and then... Motherfucking genuine, genuine, <laughs> genuine, genuine really? birthdays okay. today. <laughs> and I wish I had. I I should pull that. I'll pull the clip up before the episode's over. There's a clip on uh, an episode of Parks and Rec from back in the day where they go to Donna's house and Aziz Ansari's character walks in there. He's like, "Why do you got a picture of you and genuine on your uh, on your uh, wall? And why is it framed?" She's like, "What? I didn't tell you that before. Genuine's my cousin." He's like, "What?" <laughs> The genuine, <laughs> genuine, my pony, genuine. He like names all the like, right, my pony, like, He's like that genuine is your cousin. She's like, yep. <laughs> and then the girl that uh, Aziz Ansari is dating is like, who's genuine? And he goes, what? She's like, who's genuine? Who's genuine? What? She goes, if you just keep repeating it, it's not going to make me know anymore who genuine <laughs> is. And then he like runs through this list of oh no no's he has with girls. He's like, 
Uh, I don't even need to pull up the clip because I remembered, I guess. <laughs> He's like, when it comes to dating women in my life, I have a very specific, specific list that I call my oh no no's list. And if a girl breaks an oh no no, it's grounds for the end of the relationship. He goes, not loving 90s R&B music, number three on my list of oh no no's. <laughs> he goes, girl doesn't even know who Genuine is. <laughs> <laughs> he was great on that show. Dude, he oh, was the man. best. Aziz is so funny, yeah, man. DJ Roomba. Yeah, two DJ rooms. I don't know why. I I love John Ralphio. He's the wor- oh, best dude. worst character <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen. I think that's a fair description. Best worst character ever. You don't like him, but you want to see more of him on the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh man, um, I'm glad he. I liked the way he um, mentioned the like the Me Too movement thing in his um, oh, the new stand up. Like yeah. that was a that was a good way to approach it. I like how he sat down, talked about it for like two minutes, and then I was like, all right, anyone want to talk about it? Anyone want to ask me anything? All right, let's move on. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like, like he had to address it. Yeah. And that's why I think I think Louis C.K. needs to do that and like things could start to buffer out for him a little bit. Mm-hmm. But he just needs Seems to Seems like he just it. wanted to dip. Yep. He yeah, he was out. out. Yep. Yeah. Yep, Which, that's for sure. That kind of is not a good look either. No, not at all. <laughs> oh, and also, I forgot to mention too, Um, yes, it was yesterday, but happy Indigenous Peoples Day, everybody. Yes. Um, the correct oh, Formerly the known as Christopher Columbus Day. We acknowledge <laughs> Christopher Wallace, right? Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, but it, I think it's pretty cool and something worth mentioning that there's a handful of states now that have um, officially recognized the day as uh, Indigenous Peoples Day instead of Columbus Day. One of those states being Michigan, baby. All right. So, uh, Shout out to the home state. Yeah, clap sound clip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so happy Indigenous Peoples Day. It's a long time coming. I think that's uh, great that they finally did that. I don't know why the Italians hold the, uh, so dear to Columbus anyways. He didn't even, he wasn't even repping the Italians. So I don't know why that was ever, always a thing. But the Italian people usually got really offended and uh, when you make fun of Columbus Day. That was a whole episode of Sopranos back in the day. I don't know if you guys remember that shit, but it was like a whole big thing. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Was it though? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I'm half Italian and I'm not even half offended. That day can go. <laughs> That's for sure, <laughs> man. <laughs> it's it's hard to offend. Like, there's not many words you can say to me that is gonna really offend me. I'm a white dude in America. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. I got it pretty made. I'm not gonna get offended by something that someone's gonna say about Columbus Day or any of that shit. But uh, anyways, before we move along to our, our normal segments, I did forget to ask you, and I wanted to see if you had any um, like live performances or shows or anything like you that. You had one up. last week. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was yeah, he man was there. time for that. Yeah, um, man. Uh, it was dope, actually. You have, to, <laughs> you have a really good stage presence. Where was it at? Like cro- uh, it was uh, at PJ's, PJ's Locker House. Okay. Yeah. I like yeah, that place. Uh, opening for Luker, right? Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Luker, artist from Nashville. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was, it was cool, man. I'm... I'm uh, so fortunate that I, you know, that I have a good group of people come out Mm -hmm. and it was right by my work. So people, you know, were able to come on over. Family is always there. My parents are always there. Super supportive. And so honestly, at the end of the night, the lady who booked was like, you you did a great job. You know, Mm -hmm. thanks for coming out. And I'm like, honestly, my part's easy. Yeah. I walk up there and just have to perform the songs that I've, you know, listened to or written or Mm -hmm. made, you know, gone over a hundred times in my head and just literally make sure that everyone has a good time. Yeah. That's my only job up there is to yep. look for people in the crowd, make sure people are having fun. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was a piece of cake for me. I don't feel like I did anything, mm-hmm. but you know, at the end of the night when everyone says they had a good time, that's, that's the goal. Yeah. You know, this makes it all worth is, it. it's, it's funny, man. People really don't think people don't think about all the aspects of what it takes to be uh, like a really well-received musician and you know like you can't just go up on stage and recite your rhymes or 
mm-hmm. sing your song, you got to perform. You know what I mean? Right. It's got to be a performance. It's got to be something that's captivating to watch. You know, I've seen so many shit shows. I've been to so many concerts that it's like, I'm obviously going to see some bad ones and some good ones. But when, when there's someone that's just like not giving any energy to the crowd, the re- it's quick as hell for the rest of the crowd to pick right. up on it, that. You, it's like, yeah. I mean, you rap like you're just like, <laughs> On the microphone, yeah. and like just you know, rapping with your boys or mm-hmm. something like that. No, mm-hmm. there's no like crowd interaction. There's yep. no like that. There's like stuff you know they don't teach you like when you first come out. You don't. Nobody really teaches you that unless you know have a label. Like right. you're signed, unless you're signed to a label and they have like that whole Support fucking system, yeah, yeah exactly yep. Yep. like that whole thing. Yeah, but. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of rappers need to learn how to hold a goddamn microphone. Oh yeah, don't come the mic. mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't come. <laughs> or rap like over shit. your backing vocals. That's yeah. another one. Yeah, and if you're yeah. gonna do that, make sure they're real low. I yeah. heard it where the backing vocals were louder than the goddamn microphone yeah. before. It's like Jesus, bruh. <laughs> yeah. I think the um, the biggest issue that I've seen, I, I've done a lot of shows with uh, more or less open mic. The way they booked them, whoever can sell a couple tickets can come out and perform. And the biggest differentiator that I've seen for anyone who may be listening, who is an artist who is uncomfortable with shows or what I found to make it successful is you're literally the only thing that matters up there is your motivation. If you're up there to stroke your own ego, you're going to put on a bad show. Yep. <laughs> right? If you're up there to make sure everyone has a good time, you're going to put on a good show. Yeah. And I feel like it's, it's actually that simple to break it down is you can tell when an artist is up there, um, there's people I've performed with that are very concerned with the crowd. And the crowd appreciates that. Mm-hmm. And there's people that I've performed with who are up there. Honestly, if you're up there and you are focused on you yeah. and how cool you look or what, you know, if you think the people are there for you and you're not there for the people, right? then yeah. your oh, show is going to be off. It's going to show. Yep. Yeah. Yep. They're going to say, what is going on? You might as well be masturbating up there. Right? <laughs> exactly, man. And like, <laughs> just, just lo- the Louis C.K.? Because, <laughs> yeah, because you're out there for your own pleasure. So you might as well oh, just... Man. Like that's why I think that's why I'm so partial, and I know Eman can agree with this. Why we're so partial to Anderson Pot because like you go to a show of his, and it's like this man's up here dancing all over the place, playing mm-hmm. the drums, singing, rapping. He's he's got a full band, he's got a horn section, backup singers and dancers. You know, like big light shows and shit. It's like I that mean, that shit is I've played, amazing. Like per, just on a personal level, I've played shows with bands, I played shows with DJs, exactly. I played shows without it. it. Yeah. All the fucking time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. It's just like you gotta make sure like everybody's having a good time. Everybody's on all like all clicking on all levels. Like when I'm just by myself up there, for instance, I'm like, okay, cool. This is the easiest job in yeah. the world. Just because right. I'm like, all right, man. Just make sure everything's queued up. I know all my shit. Just make sure crowds having fun, everything That's like right. that. Yeah. That's why you get them involved in it. Like, like for instance, like when I if I perform like a song, say like for instance, like White Russian Man yeah. or something like that, I always have the crowd interested oh, yeah. on that song. Or if uh he man's know, great at performing because he's he's gives a lot of energy and sometimes he'll even get into the crowd. I've seen He Man jump into That's the perfect. crowd. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know? <laughs> it's it's all it's all about uh, keeping people entertained. Yeah, but that yeah. goes both ways too. Sometimes the crowd can suck balls. <laughs> the crowd can suck, but yeah, you just you know, <laughs> like I do appreciate you. Like when I saw last week, for instance, your crowd reaction was on point. Like mm-hmm. absolutely, like no notes whatsoever. I like how you appreciate it. Man. It actually brings up another question I was going to ask because you said that this whole was like the whole venture partnership. It was like the, these guys in uh, they were somewhere in South America. Oh, Venezuela. Venezuela. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, let me touch on that now. We're we're in a situation where people may actually be able to look it up, because the the two. Okay, so before that, I'm going to touch on something. The two shoutouts that I gave were to, um, the first one was to the the artist that I kind of signed. I don't know if I call it a label or a music marketing company, whatever it is that I created the LLC. 
to help out these uh, Venezuelan EDM artists. Right. And the contract we written up uh, for three singles, uh, they spell their name Sir Diamond, D-I-A-M-N-D, S-I-R-D-I-A-M-N-D. And okay. so I'm trying to shout them out, and I'm thinking, listen, no one in the crowd is going to remember this. And all week, people have been asking me, who were those guys you were talking about? I couldn't find them. <laughs> so they're looking up the wrong artists. And yep. so, um, but yeah, so basically, the, the deal I cut with them was uh, three singles. We released our first one last summer. Um, and really, you know, when I first, um, my initial, when I started getting into it, I was like, yo, let's make some money with these kids, you know? Um, I don't know, you know, I know you guys are aware of this as well. It's not really profitable initially to get into music. Not at you all. Know, I don't know. Or podcasting. <laughs> so, <laughs> not only so, is it not profitable, it's it's actually taxing. It's a <laughs> And so, so I was like pushing this single with them. We got uh, the single up to about 60,000 streams on Spotify. And the, the single is super hype. I'm really proud of it. I, I tossed myself as a feature on there because I knew that would help the budget. Um, and then also got an artist uh, named Mo from Atlanta, one of my friend's cousins, mm -hmm. um, on the song. And really, like, what started out as me thinking, uh, let's just put them on and make some money. I don't know why I keep thinking that I can just start something up and make money immediately off of music. <laughs> right. But I fell for it again. And I found this rewarding process now to where I can watch them grow as artists, help them with the resources I have, and just point them in the right direction. And they are, like, thriving. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, one of the guys in it... Um, Actually, I mean, both of them are doing great. One of the guys is getting, uh, working as a producer for an artist down there and just getting involved, you know, getting in the right room in, in a number of different ways. He's writing for a blog and just producing for an artist and making some money doing it down there. And, you know, and with the streaming, you know, they keep asking, how much money are we making? Can we get to Orlando yet? I'm like, yo, it's going to be a minute right. before we can get you right. to Orlando. But it's just been a super rewarding process that I'm, you know, I mean, you know, I don't want to sink a ton of money into it, but the money that I've put into it seems like it's well spent because they're so appreciative. At the show last week, I was like, let's get a video. I want them to see how hyped Detroit can get to their song. Yeah. I sent them the video and they were like, this is crazy. Yeah. And like, just stuff like that, like made it all worth it. I'm like, listen, it's, you know, yeah, it's just really dope to see them excited about something and, and getting you know, some of the fruits of their labor. Mm -hmm. Right. And really, I mean, what it comes down to, I can attest to it with just this podcasting, like anything in, in this industry, in this craft, it just takes patience and persistence. Like you mm -hmm. got to, you got to not be bothered by letting, like not getting a bunch of streams, not getting a bunch of views in the beginning. Cause it's not going to happen overnight. Like Joe Budden has the biggest podcast on the planet right now. I'm mean, next to Joe Rogan, I'm maybe next to Joe Rogan, but like, um, his, wasn't popular till I think year four or five. They're in their fifth year of podcasting now, and I don't think they started popping until their fourth year. You know, no. Wow. And Joe Budden has a leg up in the game. He was right. already he was already famous. You know what I mean? So like, it takes, he might have been a little dip in his fame, but he was still <laughs> yeah, right. people knew his name. Yeah, you know? he was still there. Yeah, he's still there. So I mean, it really just you just got to make sure you just aren't bothered by it taking a while. You know, you just got to be able to um, keep your nose down. And I guess. That comes with, it's not as pressing for like me and E-Man because we both hold down regular jobs too. Like if this was like the only way I was trying to figure out how to make money, I'd be fucking pissed right, right now. I'd be yeah. freaking out, you know? Like, yeah, how am I going to pay my bills off this shit? But like, 
it's just all about working hard. You got to work hard, have a nine to five, and then come home and work hard at your craft. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just uh, the way you got to do things. It's rough. And that's when, yeah. when it comes that's down not, to like, you have to love it because yeah. you're not going to put in the work if you don't love it. No. You know? Yeah. And so honestly, when, when I go to the studio and I'm working with people and, and things are, you know, we're working on stuff there. They're always like, man, how do you go to work there and come to work after here? Mm-hmm. But they're putting in 12 hour days there. Yeah. And I'm coming in, putting in whatever hours I can after work. It doesn't feel like work. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and I think that is what allows you to continue to do it. I Otherwise, agree. you'd be crazy. Yeah. That's what uh, when we had Rod Wallace on the show, big some bruised alumni. I like saying that. <laughs> but yeah, uh, <laughs> so he was actually my teacher back in middle school. Okay. Uh, we had him on the show. He he uh, he works with the Eastern Michigan now, and he also DJs and produces and stuff like that okay. too. He was telling me like, yeah, while you you know while y'all was in school, I was also going in. I was trying to get my masters, and I also mm-hmm. went to the studio late at night, mm-hmm. cut some tracks and everything like this. I was yeah. like, he was doing all this. I'm like, dude, how exhausted were you coming <laughs> in the next day, like right. teaching? Yeah, he goes very, but I still did it because yeah, lo- I loved it. I'm like that. That's very inspirational to me, man. Well, so. Like Tuesdays are tough for us, man. I get up at four thirty in the morning on a Tuesday and to leave for work, and I get home at nine p.m. So it's like a fifteen hour day for me. But I love doing this Same. podcast, so it's worth it. You know what I mean? Like right. if I didn't, if I hated this, if this was like a job to me, then I probably wouldn't do it. But man, this is exactly what I love yeah, to do. One thing because my job involves mm-hmm. driving, so I'm literally all over the place at mm-hmm. all times. And I was like, oh shit, I gotta come out to Plymouth. Okay, let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the only reason I don't mind that it's on Tuesdays because my job is like three miles down the road from here, so I just come straight from oh, here. Mine's about thirty. <laughs> yeah, that's for sure. But you don't have to drive to go to work anywhere. You live in Detroit and work in Detroit. So but I also nice. drive from store to store to store yeah, to store to everywhere for your job yeah. yeah yeah i'm a beer sales rep so it's like gotcha. i gotta go to each store every day yeah well anyways that was that was a nice little uh intro there let's um move into our beer this week yeah um, right. this is an intriguing uh i'm trying label. to figure out who this boxer is man i'm actually gonna do a little bit of research before we uh while we're drinking actually i'll do a little bit of research it's on gotta it. have on the let's see who is the corner man who do they call the corner, corner man? man let's Look say it's up. primo canera who is it? I, I don't think it is him, but that's some distant right, family. So, oh, really? <laughs> I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll look that up, like the actual photo and who the cover is on this boxer. For you guys uh, actually watching the podcast live, you can probably not see that that well, but that's what it looks like. For you guys tuning in, uh, coming from Brew Detroit, we have the Cornerman Red Ale. I'm actually really excited to try this one. I've never had it. I don't think I've ever had a beer from Brew Detroit before. It's just the the boxer on the cover looking intriguing to me. And I've had a good red ale in a while, except for like, you know, like Smith Wicks or, you know, some shit like that. I love a red but ale. Yeah. And um, anyways, while we crack these and have a little sip on our podcast, we like to play a song by the artist that has come by to talk to us. So um, you wanted to play your newest single to do today, right? <laughs> And that's Like We're Broke? Yep, Like We're Broke featuring Agile Society. Sweet. So here's a little bit of that while we pour up and uh, taste these beers. There we go. It will be playing. (laughs) Banter, banter, banter. All right. I clicked on the album cover instead of the song. How do you like the cover? That's sweet, dude. Man, I love that. That, um... Don't sweat the small things, big things are not as big as they may seem right now. It's in the past. We love like the first, learn from the worst. Hold tight our memories, we can't reverse. Come on. And so we look to the future and live every day like it's our last. 
Check it out, I stay fresh like I'm straight out the shop But I got skills like a veteran Varsity lettering Flipping contradictions just to make myself better in That's why I can strong arm while staying a gentleman And so it's evident the crew that I surround myself with The people that I found myself with I'm perfectly flawed Try to improve every day so they change without being a fraud And I, I'm all about my business like a suit and tie Hello. Come on, try to keep myself grounded while I reach to the sky And know that it don't matter if I'm ever gonna make it I just know I gotta try Gotta give it a shot, I gotta follow through And I know I want a lot, I'll do what I gotta do I'ma give it all I got so that nothing can stop me We work like we're broke, we spend like we got it Don't sweat the small things, big things are not as big as they may seem right Living our lives right yeah. We try hard like we got something to prove But we're so confident like we got nothing to lose See when we booze we drink like fucking alcoholics That might not sound good but you know we gotta call it how we see it Cause we do it then we're back the next day Not a drinking problem it's not getting in the way hey, hey. And we try hard to not judge other people feel me Like a courtroom innocent to proving guilty But do us or one of our own filthy Believe me you're gone Second chances don't come easy so come on, if you wanna ride with us, fly with us through the lows to enjoy the highs with us. Try with us, laugh with us, if you cry with us, till we die, that's why. Because we work like we're broke, we spend like we get it. Don't sweat the small things, big things are not as big as they may seem right now. It's in the past. Hey. We love like the first, learn from the worst, hold tight our memories we can't reverse. Come on, and so we look to the future and live every day like it's our last. Again, that was Like We're Broke by our in-studio guest today, Pat Polzin, um, featuring Agile Society, and that is his brand new single that is out right now on all your favorite streaming platforms. You can get Spotify, Tidal, uh, he said Tidal works best for him, so go Tidal. Royalties, boys. Anywhere you stream music or buy music, go buy that and get it. Um, I, like, I like songs like that because they got grown man bars in them. <laughs> and what I mean by that is it's relatable to me because it seems like you're kind of... It's catchy You're as putting hell. people on right, game a little yeah. bit. It's, ca- it's catchy for sure, and you're putting people on game a little bit. You're kind of talking about how people live, and it's true, man. We do live like we're... We're, we spend all of our money even though we don't have it. We live like right. we're fucking rich yeah. people and we don't have it. <laughs> so we need. I need to start living like I actually uh, <laughs> like you're broke. broke. But um, no, yeah, that's, that's, that's solid, dude. And then... Uh, what was the line that I caught in there? Oh yeah, there was something about um like talking. You, there's some verse that you're talking about drinking less or something like that. Or we get we drink till we're like we're alcoholics. We're drinking, yeah, or alcoholics. Like that. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Like, man, that is relatable too because that's a, <laughs> that's a work in progress for all. Of, uh, this is something that I've been consciously trying to work on myself is like when I go out like count my drinks mm-hmm. and like it's tough we literally like were drink drinking water. yesterday watching yep. the lions game and mm-hmm. we needed to drink yesterday well, watching that after lions, the lions game, game you had <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, were you putting the beer to your face though uh, <laughs> man i'm like oh god i can't i, I can't believe this shit like, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit i don't because i don't want right, to don't mad, relive it yeah <laughs> yeah dude it's tough though i mean it's uh i just to me at this point in my life i just don't like um 
for one, I don't like being hungover. Hung, hangovers last longer in your 30s. Um, and two, you waste your whole next day if you like really tie one on. You know, you're not getting out of yeah. bed. You're not doing nothing. So that's my motto for uh, 20, 2020 is slow down. <laughs> yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's and I feel like it gets to a point where like you find yourself doing the same thing. And you're like, okay, this was the same night that I've lived, you know, Mm -hmm. it just, you end up going through the same motions. You're out with the same people doing the same thing. And it's not even like, I initially, I felt guilty about that. I'm like, man, I love these people. I'm, you know, these are my friends and we're we're having a good time, but like you're having the same good time that you had before. And like, and you just kind of chasing that initial, I don't know. Chasing the dragon. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's like you keep reliving the same thing. It's like, um, you know, you like you said, you're burning your next day, mm-hmm. and you're really like trying to find that feeling that you had before. But like, really, life is about you know new experiences to me at least. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I love anything new. Me too. If we're trying something new, I'm down. Like, so for example, this is my first podcast, mm-hmm. and I'm loving it. Yeah. Hell yeah. You know? man. I'm glad. Like. Um, <laughs> But Not like, all my podcasts are like this, by the way. We, <laughs> we drink and swear. So. Gotcha. Yeah, that's pretty dope. <laughs> but um, yeah, so like, it's like all about new experiences and really like growing as a person. And you can't yeah, grow if you continue to do the same thing. Nope. You know? And yeah, so you got to push man. yourself. It's, it's hard to fall into habit. I'm, I'm such a creature of habit, so it's hard to fall. It's hard to I mean, get out natural. of those habits sometimes. But, you know, man, like, especially if it's, I want to start saving my going out for something that's like eventful not just being like hey let's just go out to the bar because nine times out of ten when i do that i'm there for a half an hour and i'm already thinking about how how am i gonna get home god like, man i, I can't yeah. wait to get back why to the house am i here so boring right now i'm like i hate the music that's playing in this place i can't even hear my friends so i can't have a conversation like that's yeah. why i know or, i'm real old right now <laughs> no but i mean you got like that are you like because humans are creatures of habit. Yeah, so we sure. all like that or you do this thing where I do it all the time. I have like the same three or four bars I usually go to. Yeah, for sure. Because yeah. I'm, I'm comfortable there. Comfortable? I know yep. the people there and I'm like, okay, yep. I know the type of music. I know what I'm about to do. More than likely, I'm about to watch whatever sports on. So I'm like, all yeah, right. right. But, and then yeah. and going back to the overindulging thing, it's like if with the nights that you drink too much it sucks because even if you had fun, you're like, oh, I don't even remember half the shit I did last night. Yeah. Or have you ever gone oh, to God. a concert that you were super psyched about and then you drank too much and you're like, I don't remember. I, I, don't talk about that. I can honestly <laughs> say I have never been belligerently drunk at a concert. Really? Okay. Belligerently. Well, I have picked out three times of <laughs> Young Thug. <laughs> Did you? I was so excited for Young Thug, and I got kicked out, and somehow made it back in, and kicked out, made it back in, kicked out, and the oh, third God. time it stuck. But like my friends were like, they they saw the people come down, and they're like dragging me out, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, there I am. Beer in hand, yep, straight up, yep. like, what up? Yep. Dude, we're partying again. Yep. And they're like, dude, Pat, you just got kicked out. Mm. And I'm like, no, no, it's cool. <laughs> and like, I'm so upset. I was at Royal Oak Music Theater as a small venue. All my friends are like, this show was so sick. Yeah. And I'm over there like, man, I kept letting myself get kicked out. Yeah. Damn. You know? Dude, me and my friend Rob, we were sitting right next to the bar for Dave Chappelle. So we were like drinking, drinking. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell you. Five jokes he said that night. To, I'm man. so mad at myself. Dude. Isn't that the worst? You know what? <laughs> I take that back. I have been that drunk one concert. It was the second time I saw System, uh, System of a Down at DTE. Mm. 
Yeah, because, you know, DTE is that lawn seating shit. So right. it's a lot easier. Yeah, get away yeah. with a lot more shit. <laughs> so, yeah, that was, that was fun. I remember crying funny. laughing at Dave Chappelle all night, but I, the next day I was like, I can't really recite right, What did he say? <laughs> I know it was funny. Was that when he was at the Fox? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was, was that what, when he was messed up too? No, no, no. Yeah, this okay. was um like right when he started going on tour using those like phone bag things where you like everyone put their phones oh, yeah, in yeah. the bag or whatever. Like, it was a great show. He was he fucking crushed. It was hilarious. Like, I remember like Rob and I were like standing up, like healing over at certain points, like <laughs> laughing so hard. Like we we got hooked up though. Like, we were supposed to be way up in the nosebleeds, mm-hmm. and we just went into the main bar area to get a drink before it started. And there was like a reserved two top table right next to the bar area. Okay, and we just sat down there. And they came up to us and like, sir, you guys got to get up. This is a reserve table. I was like, well, we're planning on spending money at the bar. Do you mind if we just sit here until this party gets here? And they were like, sure, that's That's fine. That's a good deal to cut. Never came. Party never showed up. So we sat there the whole fucking show. (laughs) So we got way better seats for the whole thing. Yeah, that's awesome. It worked out in our benefit. But um, yeah, anyways, back to the beer a little bit. Um, Eman, you want to describe a little bit about it? So kind of did. So because we can't. I, I don't have the glasses on me. Well, we do have the glasses. I just didn't clean them. So that's why we're drinking out of the can. And I really don't want anybody to drink out yeah, of no shit. Yeah, no worries. I so, appreciate you not serving the dirty <laughs> ones, you know? So, I mean, I'm, I'm assume it's like that red, like copper-like color. Like, kind of like, like a crimson red, but like kind of like a subtle, like copper-like color. Uh, it definitely has like a really like rich, like caramel roasted notes to it mm-hmm. kind of because that's usually because of like the hop content and everything like yeah. that or how it's how it's uh what do you call it the malt characteristic of it uh i really do enjoy it it's a very strong like bitter finish i, I was gonna too. say it's a lot more bitter than i've ever tasted a red ale to be i mean red ale's coming i mean what's the ivy usually between 18 to 28 i feel like it's a lot higher than that but on, on untapped they don't have the IBUs to on me, it. To me, this almost feels mm. like it could yeah. be like teetering like the edge of like an IPA. Untapped says no IBUs. I highly doubt that. I'm just throwing it out there yeah. right now. I'm going to say somewhere I- between 30 to 40. Mm. There's no way in hell there's no IBUs on it because no IBUs is like a wit beer where it's just like fucking light and crisp and stuff like that. No IBUs is like a damn White Claw almost. Okay, yeah. so for those, <laughs> those listening at home, and I'm secretly just asking this for me, mm-hmm. what oh, is an IBU? International bitterness unit. So okay. it's how bitter the beer is. Gotcha. So it ranges from zero to like 150 or some shit like that. Okay. Usually beers normally, if like a really bitter beer usually tops off at like the 80 range, like 70, gotcha. 80. Okay. Yeah. Nick's going to be mad at me this week. I hit your mic twice. That's I'll be like your, <laughs> and usually the high, they'll be like your, like your double IPAs and shit like that usually hit that because hops make it more bitter. Gotcha. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that. Honestly, like the red ales that I've had have always been a little bit more smooth than that. And yes, Nick is going to crucify you for keeping <laughs> my mic. Yeah, I hit the same <laughs> twice. Yeah, hey, I didn't up. see anything. <laughs> Sorry, Nick. Thanks for having me. While he's engineering this, you okay. can hear. It just clips. That's all right. There's going to be a little bit of extra noise in the background, too. You got bands. See, he told you it wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> no, normally it's you. Today I did it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but um, anyways, I guess we can move right along on into our something old, something new for something this week. Something old, something um, new. So uh, to describe that to you, Pat, what something old, something new is every week uh, on this podcast, we discuss an album that is, it can be anywhere from two to 80 years old. Um, And then something that's brand new to either brand new to us or something that just got released. Mm -hmm. So um, I guess I can kick it off today. And um, I didn't go the last two weeks in a row. I've gone way back into the 60s and 70s. And today I'm only kicking it back three years. I'm going back to 2017. Um, 
And normally I would go a little bit further than that, but the reason I did that is because he's working on a new project right now that I kind of wanted to talk about a little bit. And I just think that he's criminally slept on, and I think this project was criminally slept on. Um, the album is called Return of the Cool, and it's by an artist named Nick Grant. And um, You've been talking about Nick Grant literally all week. I've been talking about <laughs> Nick Grant for like four years now. I, I, feel like, like. No, I've, I mean, I've, I knew of him, but like you've been really hyping him up, and that's because of this new project. He's come so up. ill, man. He's so ill. But um, I'll tell you a little bit about that. So anyways, Return of the Cool came out in 2017. He's from South Carolina, but um, moved to Atlanta to pursue the rap career um, more seriously. And it seems like it's working out for him because I first started, the first time I saw him, he was freestyling on Sway with like Oswin Benjamin a few years ago, like a couple of uh, freestyle videos they did together. And then um, from there, I just followed him a little bit. I was like watching his Hot 97 thing and then Return of the Cool dropped. And this dude is what hip hop needs more of, man. He is a true, true lyricist, true MC. I mean, his bars are bananas. He can rap. He sounds crystal clear when he's rapping. Actually, I want to just pull up just so you guys can hear a taste of what he yeah, sounds for sure. like. Um, yeah, because I've heard the Grant. name, but I can't think of any of his music I've heard. I don't There's know if I've watched freestyle videos or, or what it is. He, um, but the reason I, I I chose that for something old this week is because he's currently in the studio with Punch from um, TDE, mm-hmm. who is their like in-house producer, like the ex- right. one of the executives of the company. I'm sure he's probably a VP or something like that of TDE. But he is executive producing all of Nick Grant's new album. Um, and Nick Grant has been posting a bunch of photos of them in the studio together. And yesterday, Nick Grant posted a photo of them in the studio together. And I commented on it. And I was like, they should just go ahead and add you to the TDE roster, unless that's something that's already in the works. And Nick Grant liked that comment. I was like, oh, shit. Is he about to sign to TDE? Right. right. <laughs> so I'm really hoping, like, man, and he just gave you the like just enough to pique your curiosity. <laughs> yeah, I'm telling but not enough to say anything. Right. He didn't, he didn't respond to it. All he did was man. like my comment. And I'm like, yeah. yep, means he's totally in TDE now. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's the way I took it. No, but um, here's a, a little bit of uh, a sing along by Nick. I, this is a song I picked for, to play a little bit of because it's about hip-hop and it's about like the current climate of hip-hop okay so um here is the sing-along let me turn the volume on the ipad up make sure we get that bad boy i'm just gonna play like the first verse to chorus Get the caddy, how you get? 
getting to the venue, need a revenue, please never let them cherry hella you as the regret screams, I pray that the weed settles you, nothing is worse than having it and then losing it, the hunger starts fading and then you become cool with it, overnight BJ's the coach class stewardess, nothing changed, I can smell VH1 moving it, I'm the one you should ask for, it's all the same song what you're spinning it back for, I swear your last record should have been your last choice, shit is looking like radio made the trap star, the oh, sing along, talking about keys and we sing along, that's just a little bit of the sing-along um just kind of talking about all the mediocrity and hip-hop and all the trends all, all the the wave riding shit that people do and everyone's just trying to follow the next trend and shit so i like that he's cut out his own clear path for himself so that was yeah. just a little bit of nick i Grant. think he'd be a good fit on tde i think so too bro because I think so too he like so tde kind of brought this wave back of like lyrical rappers mm-hmm. i mean not to say there's not other crews doing that but yeah uh, I, I think he'd be a very good fit on it, and I like I kind of like those cynical songs where they're kind of talking shit about. I do too. Like he said, you know, uh, it sounds like the last song, something about running it back. Yeah, he's I was like, like the your last song should have been the last song or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I like he, he's clever, man. He's super clever, and if you watch him freestyle, bro, he's he's definitely about hip hop. You know what I mean? You can, mm-hmm. some of those guys are just in it to make money and get out. Some of them are in it because they love the culture and they love right. the music. And he'll when he's freestyling, he's he's always referencing the greats. He'll reference Nas a lot and and Outkast and you know mm-hmm. all his favorites, Jay. You know, and I don't know. He's just a beast, man. I'm really excited for yeah. his new project. Um, but yeah, that was my something old this week. What do you got, Eman? So I got two. Nice. Uh, one I didn't really listen to a specific album by her, uh, and she was mentioned last week. But I was just listening like singles the whole time. Uh, and then I got one from you know my favorite band. I'm gonna always gonna throw them a shout out. But uh, my something old, my first something old is shout out to Sarah, our guest last week, Beats and Brews alumni, who uh, talked to us about Sister Rosetta Tharp. Yeah, uh, we went, Neil and I went back and I listened to her myself and like just like the shit that I saw on Title and everything like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, this is amazing! It's like old school, like ragtime music from like the forties. So, it's just 50s. raw. It's so it's soul raw. music, man. It's so, so good. So good. Yeah, yeah, I've never heard of her. She's a guitar player. She sings. She produce. Not produ- well, not produces, but uh, what do you call it? Composes. Okay. Like she did everything, dude. It, it was so good. Raw? And then like people like Elvis and all these like people like from like that that era actually came out to see her. Uh, think what's his face, Buddy Holly. Like all these people like mm-hmm. came. Eric Clapton. All these people went to come out and see her and everything like that. It was, so you're playing it was cool. one of her songs, right? I want to play one of ours. Yeah, we can. Yeah. We can. We can. Yeah, yeah why just not? so you hear yeah. it. Because like, I want to hear this. I yeah. think raw would be the best way to describe yeah. it because it's like super, like the vocals are like incredible. She's got that like. like I didn't know she actually. Voice type of shit. Yeah. So you know, like the the female singing on Silent Night. Uh, yeah. I remember the, like, not the original Silent Night because I think the original Silent Night's a guy. You're but, talking about the remix. Like the one from like the 50. <laughs> well, technically, it's a remix, but <laughs> it's, <laughs> remix before remix was a thing. Right, but right. That was her. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I don't I don't know, you know, I'm not familiar enough with Silent Night to know the different cuts to it. Yeah, I mean, there's so many different Silent Night cuts. Come on. Um, right. She she's dope though because she just sings and plays guitar. It's super grimy, super raw, uncut, underproduced type of music. I mean, it's way back in the day. Mm-hmm. I don't know what she was cutting the sound, but you can hear it when you're listening to it. Oh, I mean, just hear it. Here's the yeah. little a little taste of her. Uh this song is called The Journey to the Sky. Okay. There's only one thing 
Yeah, this is a little bit of Sister Rosetta Tharp. Man. Um, that was that, cool. Yeah, she does a lot of like the gospel type tracks and stuff like that. And you know that one that sent us down a wormhole last night because we were listening to that <laughs> shit while we were watching. Mm-hmm. watching yeah, we were the watching Lions the game. Lions game and smoking and shit like that. And we just like, hey man, put on some Sister Rosetta Tharp. <laughs> yeah, we threw that on and that sent me down the wormhole because then I was like, shit. Now I feel like listening to Etta James. Then Etta James went to Ray Charles and then Ray Charles went. You know, smoky, like, I was like, oh shit, you know, smoky. Things, like, oh like, man. Right. No, this is where we're at tonight. Went <laughs> like a whole Motown phase for a minute. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, no, she's great, man. I'm I'm glad that shout out to Sarah for bringing that up to us. That was dope. I love in this. I've I've really like grown to have this be our favorite part of the podcast because especially when we got a guest that really knows good music and they come in and tell us about some shit we don't know. I'm like, oh man, that's yeah. Cool. That was definitely one of my yeah. favorite recommendations we ever that had. Was a good one. Was yeah, man, sure. well, I'm feeling like I didn't pull deep enough. Oh no, you uh, know, these are good. the deep doesn't cuts, matter. man. Dude, <laughs> I pulled like I'm like two man ye- from two years. Uh, so right. Right. So they, uh, two years ago, myself. I'm so. like thinking, wow, these like are on the rag. I do that. So, is there any old music you've been listening to lately? So, what I've been listening to, which I always come back to it. Um, every, every couple of years is is the the, the first. So uh, basically, when I started listening to music, I I hated rap for a while, then appreciated it, then hated, it, went back and forth. Mm-hmm. I remember there was a time where I was like, Eminem is just whiny. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I've and then I look back on that, I'm thinking there. like, what was I thinking? <laughs> but like, I, I had this like back and forth, and what really like locked me into hip hop music in general was. And I remember it like it was like the first time I heard the Fireman single from Lil Wayne. Oh <laughs> man! And I thought this is crazy. This record's crazy. And so then I, I remember just digging through everything, trying to find all the Lil Wayne I could. And Carter Two is like the shit. It's incredible <laughs> how like how that album. I don't know. I feel like that one should have blown up. I get why Carter Three did. Carter 2 is my favorite you know, of the Carter series. But Carter 2 is incredible. It's mm. definitely my favorite, too. The Mob, bro? Come on. Man. <laughs> like, so I've been listening to it uh, the past couple days because I, I was prepping. I'm like, yeah. I got this something old, something new. I yeah. got to go back to some of my favorite older albums. Right. And this album, to me, is like perfect. Yeah. It's like all the beats are so vibey, and I love hearing them on a beat like that. Mm-hmm. I think that was my only issue with the Carter 3 was it was too commercialized. I right. agree. And and I think, I think the Carter 2 was like the death of intellectual bars by by Wayne like he's got obviously he's always had great like one liners and shit mm-hmm. like that but like I think that's when like the drugs really were getting into it. like he was really heavy into the lean going into Carter 3 and he stopped and I, started stopped using concepts, all that auto really. shit what was the, uh, he, stopped, like, just, he was just rapping rapping no well Carter, Carter 5 two. had a concept on it like, I, that's what I liked about that but no what was the what was which was the one that had Andre 3000 Tech 9 in the intro oh that was 4 was that 4 okay yeah at four, he was pulling all the stops out. He was like, he was like locked in, and he was trying to follow up his biggest album of all time. And so he was just like, he had everybody Every on that feature. album, right? Uh, but yeah, for for some reason, two is huge to me. Shooter, shooter. Like, oh, with Robin Thicke. Yeah, yeah that, that song is dope. Bro, that song is so good. <laughs> like, there's so many solid records on there, and they all have like, it's incredibly produced. Yeah, it really like, is. It's just, yeah, it's it's probably my favorite album of all time. Really? That's yeah. awesome. Okay. It's just incredible. That. That's, cool. That's definitely my favorite Lil Wayne album of all time, mm-hmm. for sure, without question. By the way, 
I did have that second one. It was System of a Down, Steal This Album. Oh, shit, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> System of a Down, Steal This Album. Yeah, dude. I remember when that shit came oh, out. Oh, man. The package one looked of like they really wanted favorite. to steal it. Yeah, it, it, it just like looked a, like a bootleg copy. It was like a burn CD. Going back no, to uh, was this Kazaa. Shout out Kazaa. <laughs> Chicken stew. Lime I just wanted to buy pizza, pizza pie. Every uh, minute, every second. Bye, 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 bye. That had that party song on it too, right? That everybody's going to. No, that was uh, that wasn't that one. That was uh, or was that the next album? No, that was fuck. What do you call it? I'm drawing a blank here. I'm drawing a real blank. I want to say it was. I want to say it was mesmerized. Yeah, it was mesmerized. That's the follow up, yeah. I think, to this. Yeah, mesmerized. Byob. Yeah, yeah, Byob. That's a great tune, dude. I know. <laughs> I never get sick of that song. Um, I love Sister of a Down. Yeah, such a good band live. Like oh, amazing band live, and yeah. they actually got back together for a tour in Europe. Yeah, oh, <laughs> see, so you're booking your ticket. Yeah, <laughs> she, I already got my passport. Let's do it. Hopefully, <laughs> they announce a uh, a uh, American tour afterwards. I mean, I've seen them twice, and I honestly would happily go see them any more times. But yeah, System of Down. If you ever get a chance, go see System of Down live. For absolutely, got it, um, man. yeah. Was there all right? So that was our something old. We got some something news. Definitely got actually this week. I think I only had one. Is it Wale? It's definitely Wale. Okay. Um, let me just double check talk about to make that? sure because sometimes I forget that I listen to some shit and I'm like, oh wait, I totally forgot about that. Uh, oh, he dropped a whole loaded with features. Oh yeah, bro, it's fucking phenomenal. Loaded. Oh, the other one I wanted to He's get. Got boogie on I knew there, there was a. Black, Bro, Ari Lennox from TD. Let's just talk about yeah. it. Let's just uh, talk Bryson about it. Tiller, one track by track. Meek Rick Ross, Lil Durk, Pink Sweat, Megan Thee Stallion, Jaquees, Kelly Price. Stop. But the other one I just wanted to mention, the one I haven't listened to yet is Heather Victoria out of Jamla, Ninth Wonders label. I haven't gotten around to that one yet. Oh, Jamla. Yeah, shout out to Ninth Wonder. Yeah, for sure. But this Wale album is one of my favorite things he's put out ever. Um, it's like I like the album about nothing sl- around the same level, but yeah, I agree with you. I so, think this might finally get him some attention too, because it's on a week that it, there wasn't really any other major releases. So Wale might might not get shit on for once. Seems like yeah. hip hop fucking has a weird affliction to Wale for some reason. But I mean, this this album starts off so strong. Wale has always been one of my. I think he's totally underappreciated as a lyricist. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's one of the best in the game as for his bars the thing the content that he's talking about um and that really came into play for me on track three when he's with cliche with ari lennox and boogie um that actually was, specifically he's crazy boogie's verse is crazy. so dope wow. dude like, that album last year was such a good so good <laughs> he's so good honestly i think shady records might have another winner they do have another winner with him i, yeah, I really hope see so. if they can market him i yeah. hope so you know yep because you know how good they you know the that is like that, him. oh yeah. and actually you no know, shady records has got two right now they got conway bro Con- Westside West Gun fucking, in Conway or just Conway? Westside Gun just have Conway right now. Westside Gun, I think, is not with them anymore. I That's think Conway is still. Oh, okay. Yeah, I Conway think, Machine? Yeah. yeah. And Conway, Griselda right now is like some of the biggest shit in fucking underground <laughs> hip-hop. So like <laughs> that label's killing it. Benny the Butcher, too. Oh, Benny the Butcher's newest project is super dope. Um, but yeah, no, anyway, so Cliche with Ari Lennox and Boogie. That started out strong. I'm like, all right, this really got my attention. Plus, I'm like, I've been really into like soul music and R&B over the last couple years like mm-hmm. well i've always been into it but like really into it the last couple years okay um and this album <laughs> fits my my style right now because it's got so many r&b features on it so it goes right into that that cliche song with ari lennox and boogie right into expectations by black which is probably one if not my favorite like my top two on this album 
Um, the chorus is great. I love what they're talking about on it. And then Wale just comes on and does his thing. Um, and then you got it. Two tracks later, you got Bryson Tiller, then followed by another track with Jeremiah. So yeah, you had all these yeah. so dope ass R&B. This album is absolutely yeah, yeah. loaded. Yeah, and then and then followed by fucking oh, dude, because you haven't heard it yet. We got it. We just since we've been playing music on this yeah, one, run real quick, while you're queuing it up, Routine, Neil, baby. I get, we gotta give a quick shout out. We got our first Patreon donation. We did. Yes. What? Yes. Who? Yeah. All right. Shout out to. Uh, actually, it was in my email. Let me go check. Moving on up, moving on up there we to go. the east side, cause I finally got five dollars in my Patreon account. <laughs> that was my demo, and that's somebody requesting money. That's not it. Uh, oh man, yeah, that's the opposite way. You guys deny that request. It's <laughs> <laughs> not it. That's not what I wanted to see. Oh, moving to the east side is a fact. We did move on uh, to the east side. Go to the Beats and Brews email. And let's see it. Who we, we are. Got? Shout out to Lindsey Dollar. Yeah. Lindsey Dollar. But no, so when so you get all these back to this Wale shit. You right, get right. all these R&B <laughs> cuts, right? So I'm kind of like, I'm driving in my car listening to this, right? So I'm in that zone. I'm in this like chill, vibey R&B zone. And then this fucking song comes on. And I was listening on Apple. And sometimes you know how the features aren't are always there. Like right when the album comes out, it won't like list who's on the record yet. So this one didn't say anyone was on it. Okay. So I'm just listening, thinking it's gonna be a Wale song by himself. I was wrong. I kind of like that. Maybach music. <laughs> one time for all my young niggas in the trenches. Ooh, ain't chasing a bitch. I ran this song back four times in a row. Oh, damn. Look what a nigga that made of the team. I know I ain't jealous. I be on the type of stuff they never seen. On another level, I shit on the niggas and ain't even mean. Whoa, whoa. I could did that the whole time. Put a hole in my jeans. I ain't playing in the whole nother league. Go to Philly, then I go to Reddy's, then I get a rollie, then I meet a bitch, and then I get a zip, and then I take a different word. Woman, this I feel like crushing. Once I got the wisdom, if a nigga sit the bitch, I got a funny feeling that you niggas falling. Boy, still the coldest. This the moment I come different, yo. Yeah, bait for Lauren, no monkey business. Can't eight to them, no. Shout out the women in Cape Town. Africa's always a great time. Donna said all of us living hus. I tell them, dummy, go to Lagos. All you niggas like to play tough. You really hating cause your pay stuff. Philly women really chilling with me now. I really can't stop saying John. The double M genius back mouth. See me with sneaking with fat boy. See they can sleep on my raps they had. But who really, really can bag Beat is tailor made to Rick Ross. Oh man. <laughs> So you were in R&B vibes, you know, and catch, your, catch your feelings and then all of a sudden <laughs> <laughs> I ran this song back four times in a row, I was like, fuck yeah! I ain't even busted, how many times I gotta tell you about the rise of Oh yeah, somebody walk around. How many times I gotta tell you that I'm in R&B vibes again. There you go. How many times bitches do I gotta fuck for the love of the culture? Oh, everything culture. Came in a bitch with a chip on my shoulder. Took it to Vegas. I bet it all at the table at poker. Just look at their faces. I know they don't like how I'm fucking them over. Man, what's that? Um, what's that mixing with you? I'm on some shit right now. Uh, I'm feeling lit right now. Uh, Milledalgia. Yeah. That song right is crazy. <laughs> I got a hundred in cash. I'm about to spend right now. Spend right now. That y'all to put me in last, but what do it look like now? Y'all Nick blowing all my. I'm so glad these three are back on the track together. Mm-hmm. Man, up on all of us. I don't even got a. 
Rick Ross is gonna be so excited. Just knowing that he's about to be on. <laughs> like, I love it. Fingerprints on that dough money. Keely sent you to a new crib. Bad bitch speak pig Latin. Tussin X with a new seal. Stick a price with the white bricks. Raekwon with the whoop deal. Slice of pine, we all eat. Stick a straw in my cough, sir. I don't fuck with these weirdo. Swear to God, it be paranoid. Treat the jet like a scab fair. Solar brick came back for it. Your whole click be your Paul Bears. RIP for a small era. Black Phantom, Bless Feral, Black Bolt, Rest Well. Collins Ave in a high rise. Cocaine, white skyline. What I labeled a memoir. The broke niggas is sci fi. Bad bitch on my sideline. Name tattered on five wives. Stacking money like Mayweather. And it hurt, I got nine lives. Yeah, that's a little bit of routine by Owa Wale. That's off his new project. Um, that shit just got me so excited again, man. Now, I'm all, now I'm all. I was like no, falling asleep. Now I got a second sweet, wind right. again. I can't sleep tonight. <laughs> it's like I just drank a bang. <laughs> <laughs> I just love the way those three sound on a record together because they're all such completely different sounding rappers. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? None of them sound a thing like each other. Like they all have and very definitive voices. That is like you can probably mates. type in Maybach Music Group type beat Maybach on YouTube and get that one. <laughs> right. <laughs> but that shit is just, I don't know. That gets me excited. And shout out Rick Ross was just, I'm pissed that we didn't find oh. out about it till day of, but yeah, he's he just here on, on Sunday. Sunday at the film. Yeah. That's what happened with the Anderson Pack show. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's when that shit happens, bro. I was like, it was, we were with like the, an hour Was that the one with Jesse Reyes and Thundercat? Uh, it may have been Fillmore summer. No, no that, was the, we, that okay. was the one before that. I was at okay. that show. Fillmore one had Oxnard just came out. Right. Yep. Yeah. I saw um, one of my friends had like texted me an hour before, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Shit, he's in town." Mm -hmm. And then like two hours later, I tell my roommate, "I'm like, yo, Anderson Pack's in town." He's like, "There's still tickets for sale right now." He's yeah. like, "You fucked us." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "We could have been there. We could have got the tickets in an hour. Been downtown, no problem." And I'm like thinking, man, I really did. That was a dope-ass show. Because we could have totally been there. That was a dope-ass show. I think I said, oh, I don't have my dongle on. I was going to play a little clip from it. The little dongle? Uh, no, you needed the dongle. <laughs> but I, wonder, um, we should, I feel like going back on this, like if you're listening in, there should be like a BB and POV drinking game. Like every time we do our own sounds, take a drink. We could definitely devise a BOB. BB and POV? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we can definitely do that. Um, but anyway, just rounding out the rest of this uh, That'd be cool Wally album. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Every time Neil rants, take a drink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> seriously, for real. No, but I even think it's cool, like, the way that this, back to the concept albums, like, this album definitely has, like, the theme of love and, like, falling in and out of it. Mm -hmm. And, um, like, one of the tracks has, like, it's called Love, Her Fault, and then a couple tracks later, it's uh, Break My Heart, My Fault, and then it's, uh, there's another one after that. What was the last one of those? I think there's three of them. Uh, maybe there's just the two of those things. But they kind of have like the same kind of like theme throughout. And I don't know. I was going through a lot of the same shit at the time that I was listening to this that while he's rapping about. So I'm like, I love it. I love when an album relates to my life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure, man. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's what I had for something new. I'm sure E-Man, that was one of E-Man's as well. I don't know if you were oh, listening yeah, to Oh yeah, I'm not going to talk about the Wale one. We kind of just drove yeah, down the hole. Yeah, yeah, that was definitely one of my something news. Yeah. Another one I listened to was the Little Kim 9 uh, EP. It's called 9 because there's 9 tracks on there, first okay. of all. Okay. Uh, Creative. It's not... <laughs> I mean, it's not <laughs> bad overall. I just feel like Little Kim's at this point where she almost kind of the first track is with Music Soul Child. That Andrew song Cross. is fucking amazing, I, by the way. That's the one track I have yes. heard because she performed it on the VMA. Yeah, that song is amazing, okay. by the way. However, uh, the rest or of BT it is bag is okay too. But the rest of it, is, I feel like she's like kind of clout chasing a little bit where the industry yeah. is right now with production. I mean, overall, it's well, not a bad project. Well, you know, there's there's kind of like 
for whatever reason, there can only be one female rapper at once. Someone decided years ago that I we know, weren't going to have dumb. more than one. Yeah. And so now because Nikki's kind of getting shook and, and, and Cardi's, and Cardi's like caught rise. in that, when she, she saw that there was an opening and decided to try to jump back in with this. But women are popping right now, man. There's a ton on top. Like, right I don't know now. why there can't be more than one. Right now, like, I feel like there is. There's you got, so many good. Nikki's rap. always going to be making. Well, she actually she claims that she's. I mean, different way. I mean, even that you got Nikki, you got Missy Elliott, even then you had Missy Elliott. I'm talking about currently, right now. You got Rhapsody. You got Cardi. You got Nikki. No name. You got Megan Thee You got City Girls. You got right. There's so many, and like they always feel like they're Yeah. They always that, feel like they have to like beef with each other, and it's like you guys can all exist. At, like, yeah, it yeah. doesn't have to be like. I think there's a, a oh, there's, I think there's a Who's unity the amongst one? women going on in hip hop right now. I think it's pretty good. Bitch on Macau, bitch on Macau. Who's that? I have uh, no idea. Yeah, I'm sorry, I don't know. That <laughs> <one>. <laughs> <It> sounds <laughs> awful. <laughs> Fuck, what's her name? I'm drawing a blank. I don't know, bro. I don't know. Bitch on Macau. <laughs> She's yeah. hot as fuck. Bitch on Macau. Um. Yeah, anyways, what did you have? Do you have any uh, more than that? Doja Cat. Doja Cat. Yeah. Oh, and you got yeah. Cash Doll from Detroit, repping F- D. Oh, yeah. She was just on the cypher, too, for B, or the Hip Hop Awards. I didn't watch oh, the Hip Hop really? Awards yet. It was pretty good. It was good. Eh. Hip Hop well, <laughs> normally, I'm, normally, I'm super about it because they have like five or six ciphers, and I usually watch for that, but there was mm-hmm. only two this year. And There's one, only two ciphers? There's two. And That's one, the best part. And one was a comedy yeah. cypher. One was Lil Duval and Afion Crockett and all those Living guys. Living my best life. And then Who's one was off? like, uh, Lo, it was um, King Los, okay. uh, Cash Doll. Uh, IDK IDK be dope um, I'm surprised King Los never got bigger there was a chubby the, white boy that looked like Andy Milanakis rapping that was dope I can't remember who the fuck he's, what his name was the he like had cyber? bars he, he legitimately looked like Andy Milanakis <laughs> he, he could rap I was pretty impressed it might have been him See if Andy Milanakis no, do you remember the intro to that show he put the balloons <laughs> this is my show I'm Andy Milanakis I got on my head but don't call me a head. Bruce Lee's on my head but don't call me a Travis Thompson Dude, Travis could've... Thompson dude pull it up or here I guess I can pull it up on here um, actually no you know what we'll do that next week because we're already running kind of long we we'll probably get through this before uh, Travis Thompson yeah he kind of looks like um, he fits that description uh, you know what I'm saying <laughs> I've never I've never seen this guy before bro he's dope well, he um, signed a major label deal you did? Uh, with Epic. Epic Records. Okay. okay. Fuck it, dude. Let's just play it. Yeah. Let's play it. We got some time. I want to hear a song by this guy now. I'm just going to play right. the cypher so you can hear it. So you can hear the whole thing. We'll play that cypher. We'll run through the rest of our segments, and then we'll get up out of here. Cool. We any RIPs this week? No, dude. I'm excited. That's, that's the first <laughs> news. That's really good. I'm happy to be a part of that episode where we don't have to announce those. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. We, had a, we were loaded last week, so Ooh. yeah, I'm glad uh, um, this week's good. BET Cypher 2019. Never heard of this guy. Me neither. Okay, here it is right here. So it was Cash Doll. Oh, yeah. Iman Schumpert, who's the NBA player. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tiana Taylor, who actually rapped really well on this. So I was mm. like, who have we got NBA players? Oh, is he coming for a Dame Lillard spot as the, the basketball player that can rap really well? I think well? so, bro. I think <laughs> so. Hey, can there only Dame be one Dalla. of those, too? <laughs> yeah, can there only be one of those Dude, as Dame well? Dame Dollar's a beast, though. <laughs> nah, it could be multiple. Hopefully. We got you. Yeah, hopefully. Right, I'm just. Dame Dollar's fucking dope. Waiting for the ad so I can turn it up. Oh, then you got right, who you else? Go. Here you go. Yo, welcome to the 2019 BT Hip Hop Awards Cypher. Featuring myself, King Lopes, hailing straight from Chicago. My man, Iman. 
coming straight out of Seattle, representing Travis Thompson. And you know from PG Merlin, he gotta represent IDK and none other than Detroit's very own Cash Dog. I was underrated, stack drop, now I'm they favorite. D girl, just touch an M, watch how I take it. Working bag, so many bands like it's inflated. Told the brats I was taking it all, I think we made it. I put heels on bitches' neck if they disrespect. You rarely see me in Nike, but I don't miss a check. You gotta flood me in water, that's how he get me wet. My new whip cost a quarter, you know I like to flex. Brown skin, big body, you know I'm super thick. Blue strip, by the thousands, you know I'm super rich. Got a crib with some founders, they think I'm moving bricks. Leaving where I found him, he think I'm new to this. Big meat, gold prezies, a lot of stones in it. Big checks, seven digits, a lot of O's in it. Neighborhood, it got some million dollar homes in it. Oh, where my money, the only thing, oh, bitches. <laughs> I'm your favorite rapper's biggest fear Cause now I'm pushing past my peers up this ladder Looking down is what made me scared I don't ever look there They love me and they hate me Got they feelings so mixed that they heart got good hair Put me on a throne, I promise I give it good care Best news, ain't none of these rappers compare They might be a little bit more popular now But as soon as I pop, they pop chart and go down Yet when I pop, they pop dog backing them out Aim 32, bars that they had, part in they crown Pick the pieces up, weld it together, sit my ass down and release the flow How many new rappers are drowned? All of them, killing every art that come Most these cornballs, I might have to harvest them I might have to... I can't even think of nothing. Winning got this light over my head like I'm thinking something. Bars hit your air, face looking like it's thinking something. Pulling out even with a condom if I think I'm and I don't trust no. Said it's 21 for Try be the click. Holy be the logo. Been fly as hell since my first video. So it's only right when you see me out in Soho. I know I'm from the land where they jump you at the go-go's. But why these jumping on my stick? No pogo. Pause, no. Put me in the ring, we can raw go toto. Used to steal clothes from the malls up Moco. Now my last check, red five over Bobo. All from my Boko, so the list. My fans know that I'm the best. And I'm about a minute from the time that I invest. Speaking of invest, Jewish organize my checks, telling me relax. Every time a brother wanna flex, what's next? I just speak my peace with my peace. Cubans with the Jesus peace with my peeps. Rest in peace, B-I-G. Know that he never gonna Die. All these other rappers lies. Peace. Yeah, I love IDK. I said, hello world, it's Lil Travis. Nice to meet. I'm from the west, but up a left. Now let me rap it rightfully. I spin intensive. Your senses might need a second time to breathe. Pay attention, break red or roll up, sit back, recline the seat. Okay, the precision flawless. I'm quick to dip if the business call it. I've been a common, the best investment to get involved with. I used to keep metro transfers inside of different wallets. Then I copped the vengeance to scoop my father and spin the block in. True story, euphoria off of the mixtures. A happy wife and Maddie type who get along. Perfect picture. I utilized all the kids I came up with. Built a venture. You scrutinize with your thumb. Oh, I was not expecting this. Right. Holy shit. Was paying bills by sign the deal at my mama's house. The truth can vouch shit I'm living. Used to be loose and wild. The name will be known, but I guess the kid again. Trust me. Man, Hard, right? crazy. Yeah. Hard, right? My favorite gun got one. I got like three in the chamber. It's a friendly reminder that your favorite rapper's in danger. I mean, any type of subliminals, and he back to the grass. I come over size, meaning when we cross paths. This Tian Tian's husband. I, I'm, you do, I know. He's still playing for Lakers? Okay. 
In terms of ammunition, picture me with the task force. Cause y'all gon' get a whole lot more than you ask for. How you do it all without quitting your day job, God? I'm from the dirt, the worms get fly when they get phase on love. Y'all shower cap and I'm dripping. I got that S curl juice. That's just to set them up. You better tell them duck before we go goose. I'm off the rooftop in a new watch, talking woo wop, the bam. In a new spot with the blue lights, baby, you got to dance. I got plans that fit an IMAX screen. They call me I-Man, but that just made my eyeballs gleam. Cause the light bulb day. Tearing an ACL's a hell that's hard to handle. But I scramble Randall Hope your luck's better than Andrews is Driving McLaren in my set <laughs> Hope your luck's better than Andrews is You Sherbert? Huh? Oh man <laughs> Giving Dame run for his money Might not be the only basketball player to grab King Lawson's dropping out Black Lives Matter please let us be then they put on body cams just to let us see. We said, loosen up the chains, master, set us free. But slave man, slave man, that ain't me. I rep the highly gifted, wise descendants of distant planets, deaf and cognitively trapped in the matrix and disenchanted. How we beg for reparations, disgracefully disadvantaged, wasting 65 million just chasing a chicken sandwich. Well, I ain't come to borrow a bit. You mad cap took a knee, I'm glad home took an arm and a leg. Leg, arm, head, too strong for y'all convince me that I ain't God. No wonder they made a law against me. It's a big, rich town when you get in this cheddar you see the power coward better learn your business better and baltimore your option hit you whatever since i ain't the average there are only two joke, i need my tray and my 50 together and that's unfortunate Tucking in my pride, maximizing my meditation, humbling my vibe, eliminating all my struggles with my grind. Without true support, just being a super sport, added muscle to my drive, and I'm a ride. Look, even though they got me in a pothole, I'm fearless when I'm fighting. I'm like Rocky in with Drago. The sun never shine on my block. Even rainbows got to creep in my hood like Takashi in Chicago. I am an interdimensional being. What I talk about cars and around my orange from orbit and Mars when I'm bored. I showed up right before the Big Bang happened and provided all the particles for it. I'm from the darkest corners of existence right before you get to talk to your lord Whole black black hole absorbing the sun star marching the orb but light is shining i'ma walk in with swords and ride off with your brought on the hood giddy up giddy up tip on my shoulder because i live the city up owe me some money my 50 come pick it up <laughs> <laughs> owe me some money yeah. and 50 come pick it up yo king lois is amazing he needs to put out another fun. album because god god money war he put out like three or four years ago mm -hmm. that shit was fucking phenomenal i yeah, mean he's man. dropped an album since not just you do all the battle rap shit, which is yeah. like it's cool, but I like the music, man. <laughs> like, For sure, I'm in. Like I'm, I'm slowly getting into this battle rap shit. We had Ill Will on last week and uh, or two weeks ago, and he got me kind of fired up because I've been watching his uh, battle rap videos, and it is okay. fucking super great. But I like a beat to be there, you know what I mean? Like I like yeah. to be rapping along to the music. But um, yeah. So shout out, to, uh, what was his name again? Travis Thompson. Yeah, Travis Thompson, <laughs> young white boy looking like Andy Milanakis spitting bars. Guys, nope. he, he did look like Andy Milanakis, though. <laughs> but um, anyway, since we're running long, I'll probably just get us to the uh, This Day in Music, okay. and then we'll, we'll uh, shout out all our social medias, and then we'll get out of here. Um, there was a couple cool ones today. So we always talk about something that happened on the day that we recorded the podcast of a different year Okay, um, that happened in the music scene. And there was two that I thought were pretty cool this, this, um, this week. In 1966, on this day, the Four Tops, shout Motown, always got to rep the Detroit boys, um, the Four Tops started a two-week run at the number one on the U.S. Billboard's chart with uh, I'll Be There, which, I mean, everyone knows that now because it's the fucking DMC's, like, main song, I'll be there, the fucking, right. uh, the hospital <laughs> song or whatever. But, um, yeah, that's just interesting to hear, like, to know the dates and shit that people went on the charts because that song is, like, 
so goddamn enormous now. I mean, it's been around forever, 66. So what is that? For 50, 56 Lots years? years. 50. So, yeah. Yep. Jesus Christ. That's Over crazy. half a century. Yeah, that's nuts. <laughs> there um, you go. <laughs> and then the other one that I thought was cool is another charting one is um, in 2000 on this day, um, Radiohead entered the U.S. Billboard charts with their brand new album, Kid A, at the time that okay. had just yeah. come out. And um, that was their first release to debut at number one in the United States. They were already a big deal in the U.K. at that point, but that's kind of when the crossover started happening to... Uh, the states for them so i thought that was pretty cool too Man, radiohead's crazy too my roommate really <sighs> put me onto them he said you got to dig back he said because no album sounds the same nope <laughs> and man they are so good i was so uh good. hanging Tom, out with Tom just, one of the most creative I was hanging people. Out with one girl back in the day and then she said something about radiohead doesn't even play the song creep anymore like I, live i know they, they actually hate that song time they didn't because I mean, it makes sick sense yeah i mean i guess you, know, you that's play the, that song over and over again yeah. you want to give it get annoying as shit yeah yeah no, I agree with you there. Um, a lot of bands are like that. They're like, yeah, we don't, we don't play the singles. We appreciate them because they did massive I mean, things if, for us. But if Nirvana, like say for instance, if Kurt Cobain was still alive with Nirvana, do you think they'll play sales like Teen Spirit in 2019? No, nope. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, it's tough to tell. Yeah, it depends I mean, who knows on what his attitude would be like in his forties. You know, what I mean, he could be a lot less angsty and yeah, I mean, he was a yeah, young man true. when he died. You know, that's so. true. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm thinking even songs that I did at my set last week like feel dated to me yeah i'm like yo i recorded this song like 10 years ago yeah this doesn't feel like how i feel right now mm -hmm. and so I, like i had to make a decision a couple of my cut a couple of my played and i'm like this song is strictly here so that the crowd can have a good time yeah but like even the lyrics you're a little half-hearted i'm like i gotta write something in this same vein yeah that's like like sounds the same but has updated lyrics so that i can feel comfortable saying this stuff because mm -hmm. it's just what was cool back then for you is not always the same. You right. Because yeah. no, your totally headspace is totally different. My, right. my, yeah. my mood and music is different by the hour sometimes. Like sometimes I'll go from listening oh, yeah. to like metal to like R&B. Like, like it just depends she on what I'm into right then. <laughs> no, 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 I don't listen to that much out. metal, but. <laughs> I listen to a lot of metal and, and a lot of rock. <laughs> no, but I do that all the time. Like I, I, I usually will fit like a theme for a day. Like I'll stick Check to like one out. theme for a day, but. First mix, Travis Scott, Denzel Curry, Matt <laughs> Miller, and more. Second mix, Corn, Godsmack, System of a Down. Uh, then we're back to Playboy Cardi. Sure that's, yeah. Pretty sure that's Shine Down. Yep. Uh, right. Playboy Cardi, YK Osiris. I just were listening to him for the first time. I was I've never heard of YK Osiris before. He actually, by the way, that was another something new. I listened to a little bit of his album. It's not bad. Uh, says uh, Marky Bazzi, who Black. was my something new uh, a couple weeks ago. Black, yeah. Yeah, man. That's that, cool. That's quite the Bazzy, uh shout michigan boy right yeah. here <laughs> yeah well anyways before we wrap this thing up i wanted to shout out a couple um albums celebrating anniversaries and movies um yeah had, um 25th anniversary of pulp fiction was this week so i thought that was pretty cool Does marcellus wallace look like a bitch <laughs> that movie's so goddamn good man that that's definitely what got me into tarantino movies um but that that album, or it's crazy. That's twenty five years old already. But that's twenty five years old. Uh, Pearl Jam's Vitality is twenty five years old. Yep. And there was one that you had. Was Team America World Police is fifteen yep. years old. Shout <laughs> to Trey Parker, Matt Stone. Super crazy. Yeah. But um, is there any social media you want to plug before we uh get out of here today? Yeah. So um, my Instagram at Listen to Pat Polzin. Um, and then probably the Instagram for Agile Society at Agile Society. Pretty much search Agile Society everywhere. You can find anything to keep up with what's going on with my team because really 
um, and I keep saying my team, it's my family. Mm -hmm. and, and what's going on with those guys is really something that I'm involved in or supporting. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, search Agile Society on everything. We'll do. There's going to be a lot of stuff going on out of our camp. Hell yeah, man. Dope. Absolutely. Uh, there was a lot of talk about, you know, like, you know, like, uh, doing stuff for love of it and everything like that and you know f be able to financially support yourself do what your passion yeah. mm -hmm. I just want to throw this out there that we have a Patreon page now yes we do <laughs> yeah, plug the Patreon. Yeah, we do. that's perfect yeah, baby. yes so if you guys want to go to uh Patreon.com slash Beats and Brews official. You can throw us a monthly donation there. Do, well, no matter the amount, like it doesn't to. matter if you, you don't want to. to. <laughs> I mean, it keeps it goes right back in the pro goes right back in the podcast with studio it's, and stuff like that. New equipment, like we want to make the best show possible for you guys. All the, the money the that this thing so, ever ends up earning is going to go back invested into making this a better platform and program for you guys. That's what we care about doing the most on here. Because I would love, we would love to get like live performances on the show, some like That'd sometimes and everything like that. That's ideally the goal at the end of the day is do that and then we did our first mobile podcast the other day or not the other day like a, a little bit less than a month ago yep. which was awesome so yep. we would like to do that stuff a lot more a lot more events and everything like that too so uh yeah everything goes right back in the podcast that'll be beats and brews official mm -hmm. patreon.com yep and i'm at neil richter 518 on instagram and this guy is i hate e-man bates on Instagram and all of his social medias. I only really check Instagram anymore, so just holler at me there. Um, yeah, that's us. And you know what? I had a different song picked out, but since you got me talking about Creep... Oh, oh actually, we talk we, about... No, hold on, hold on one sec. Before, okay. we, before we go, we were going to talk about it on this episode, but we run long, so I think next week, E-Man and I are going to deep dive about these nominations for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Do you want me to just run them off real quick? No, 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 don't, because I want to save okay. it for next week. Right, I, right. I legitimately want to talk about it because I have some words. I have some feelings about how I feel about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame even being called the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame anymore. So, oh, that's fair. let's... Yeah. Uh, We'll push that for next week. That's going to be one of our main topics we'll talk about next week. Um, we we forgot to mention about the the screwing of the Detroit Lions. Oh, so, yeah. That was, that they was got job by the refs. I don't even know that was, that was, that was another thing. That, <laughs> yeah. that was one another thing. Listen, that becomes a weekly occurrence. Yeah. Yeah. But today yeah. is the first time I've saw like national outreach. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like usually it's just people in Detroit like, fuck these refs. Yeah. But like I saw people from like other like broadcasters like, from ESPN. MSNBC and, shit, and, like, yeah. and the commentators were saying at the end of the game last night and everything like, to be it fair, wild, man. the Lions should have scored at least three more touchdowns in that game they they the first oh, man, they, were, they, had, they had they led in time of possession yeah, so they <laughs> screwed themselves at the same time so you can't entirely blame least, the refs they were in the end, they were in the red zone at least 11 times yeah, for sure. I, think, I think it was actually okay, exactly yeah, 11 fair. times that's fair they kind of put themselves <laughs> in the position to get screwed yeah, yeah I mean, it should have like, been they I think the first half Shannon was, Sharp said that Shannon of Sharp, 13 they should have 21 in the first Shannon half Shannon Sharp actually said do you watch Undisputed oh, shit I, I'm sorry Nick <laughs> do you, do you, uh, do you uh, watch Undisputed by <laughs> just, chance I just one catch of you guys? the highlights I don't know shit. so I'm a big fan of uh, Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless like, yeah. I love that show to death uh, they had this one thing where Shannon Sharp just went on to thing was like the refs are gonna screw you no matter what you should not put the decision in the refs hands yes. you should not have you should not come down to the wire where you need a ref decision to bail you out of a game yeah like, so, like you should you like had an ample amount of pro, uh, opportunity to score points and stuff like that to make this game unreachable. I saw so a picture, like, uh, or I saw a meme today on the internet that was a picture of Aaron Rodgers standing next to a ref, and it said one of these guys is trying to figure out how to win the game today. The other guy is Aaron Rodgers. My favorite, <laughs> my favorite. I saw a ref. Do, it was like a ref doing a Lambo leap. I saw, <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, yeah. I saw that too. <laughs> but um, anyways, I had a different song picked out for us today. I was gonna play one of the cuts off the Wale, but we got to talking about creep and how they don't play creep anymore. Well, here's a creep. different. 
Here's a different interpretation <laughs> of creep that I think is cool. I love what if a song has been overplayed a million times and someone wants to rearrange it and make it something like this, I'm all for it. One more thing before you before we end this. Uh, cause I want to, I actually want to open this song originally, but we didn't get a chance to do it, I, but it is out there. If you guys want to check this out, we'll play it next Somebody, week. Somebody. Yeah. We can just open with that shit next week. Uh, metal injection. It's if you guys follow them, metalinjection.com, They're big metal magazine. They're kind of like double XL for metal and rock music. Okay. Dope as fuck. Uh, they actually, one of their guys, they found a, a remix of Metallica. It was, damn, what song was it, Neil? It was For Whom the Bell Tolls. I think. Yeah, it was For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. But the vocals were Kanye West, Black Skinhead. It works, dude. Okay. It actually it works, works somehow. It works. Because that song's <laughs> kind of like That a, song's kind of like hard <laughs> as well. Yeah, yeah. Those drums are so sick. Yeah, those drums are great. Um, but anyways, without further ado, here is a different interpretation of the song Creep by Radiohead. But this is by Scary Pockets. Um, Scary thank you for Pockets. listening. And we will check you next week. Peace. Yeah, thanks for having me out, guys. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for coming. you to notice oh yeah when i'm not a who